What are those priceless gifts that money can't buy? Well, I can tell you one of the first is the gift of time, creating memories with your children. The next priceless gift is teaching your child the value of spending time with God. In the novel, A Few Minutes with God, written for children and teens, the story unfolds about a struggling family and the gift of hearing God and the outcome, which is a wonderful blessing from the Lord. Your children will want to pray and spend time listening to God after reading this book. Visit MediaAngels.com for more information. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. Hi friends, welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and this is episode 149, Secret Mission for God. You can find today's show notes at a few minutes with God podcast.com. And I want to thank our sponsors, Media Angels. You can find more information at mediaangels.com. I have two books that you may be interested in the One More Child book and A Few Minutes with God. That book also comes with a, um, a, a manual that the kids can work through. If you want to look at that, go uh, to the mediaangels.com and look under the book section. I love the idea of a secret mission, but a secret mission for God just hit me as I started thinking about it. And so many times we keep our faith hidden, but we should be sharing the good news. Do you remember the song from childhood, This Little Light of Mine? It's a song that is often sung during uh, children's choir or Bible camps. I mean, we've sung that at for praise and worship at prayer meetings. This is an uplifting song that reminds children that the light of God is not just for them, but for the world. The song comes from the scripture in Matthew 5, 14 through 16. Jesus said, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Of course, different translations uh, have that differently. The Lord said this after the Beatitudes in Matthew 5, 3 through 12. The entire chapter 5 should be read and savored because our Lord, who gave up his life for us, was teaching us a way to live. And so what do we say? Thank you, my God, you have the everlasting words of truth. No, we hide our light under a bushel. We are on a secret mission for God. That's how we treat our faith. We hide it because we don't want to be prideful or to brag or to say, oh, I'm just holier than thou. In fact, we need a balance. We know people that profess Christianity and put others down if they don't have the same level of faith or they're not the right flavor of denomination. And They may be judgmental. And yeah, you know, we don't want to be like that. 
In fact, you know, we want to be the total opposite. And that's the problem. In an effort not to be that person, we go to the extreme, we hide the truth, we hide our own light, and we keep our faith secret. Friends, we live in a volatile world of negative opinion, name calling, and false rhetoric. We have to learn what we should and should not say, but never ever discount your love of God. Love those who are hard to love and speak love to all people. Remember the scriptures about loving your enemies? Again, we're in Matthew 5, this time 5, 43 through 48. You have heard that it is said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will they get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even the pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. You know, so much wisdom in that passage, and we get stuck on those last three words. You know, Father is perfect. Well, four words. Your heavenly, five, your heavenly Father is perfect. How can we be perfect? We can't without Christ. True perfection lies in letting go and letting God. Is it easy to love your enemies? No, of course not. Talking to people who you disagree with is often difficult, but talking with love is always important, or we would be no better than the tax collectors that the Lord talked about. How can we be perfect? It takes work, it takes time, it takes perseverance, and we'll never reach on earth the perfection of Christ. Recently, I spoke to a business acquaintance that believes the opposite of everything I hold dear. In our conversation, we shared ideas, opinions, and left the conversation with an understanding that each of us was not going to agree with the other. But there was no name-calling, no minimalizing my stance on my faith, and I did share what I hold dear and good. And yet, We left the conversation with the ability to discuss and talk like rational people. If more people did this, talking with love and conviction for all, we would not be in the place we are now in society. We are in a place that Jesus spoke about in the scriptures, honoring Christ with our lips, but in our hearts we're far away. Matthew 15, 3-11, Jesus replied, And why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, honor your mother and father. Anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. But you say that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father and mother is devoted to God, they are not to honor their father or mother with it. Thus you nullify the word of God for the sake of tradition, you hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. These people honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. Jesus called the crowd to him and said, listen and understand, and he went on. What goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them. That is why the English playwright and author from the 1800s said, the pen is mightier than the sword. Can we take that to heart, friends? Can we speak in ways that are uplifting? 
And I'm not talking to my, you know, just to you here. I'm talking to myself too. How can we be Christians by our light and our love? Are you on a secret mission for God? Are you praying for others? Are you putting time into your relationship with God first to infill you and bring into your life the joy that overflows into others? Are we looking for the good in others? Are we praising and worshiping and thanking God with every living breath that flows out of us? Of course not. Life keeps getting in the way. We may wake up with high hopes and aspirations, and then the very next second we turn around and something or someone irritates us. We need to pray. We need to pray for the welfare and health of those around us, of those who are being maligned, of those who are being hurt by the lack of leadership in our world. And it begins with the strength of the fathers and mothers within the family, in their faith in God. Moral children begin with moral families, and those who have risen above their situation are stronger for it. The takeaway here is that we are truly a a people of faith, and if we truly want to live a life that God has for us, one that's fulfilling and joyful, we have to look at the adversity and say, Lord, help me to find a way around this. A person of prayer, a person of strong faith, a person of conviction needs to ask the Holy Spirit for help, for an infilling. So we can be warriors for the truth. We must be warriors for God, putting on the armor of Christ so that we can fight the enemy of words and slander that is plaguing our world. The true crisis today is that children have not been taught how to think. The true crisis is that people are puppets of the flavor of the week or the whim of the day. The true crisis is that people believe that right is wrong and wrong is right. It is never okay to hurt others, to destroy property for the sake of righteousness, to ask others to give up or abdicate their roles or responsibilities for the sake of control. We have been led down a path of godlessness for years, friends. God was taken out of the schools and good Christians did not flock to Christian schools. No, they stayed in the cheaper alternative. And what was at stake? Oh, only the souls of their children. What the public schools began, the universities have finished. Stand up, friends. Take back our land, our faith, our churches. Let your voice join with mine in prayer, a prayer that remains unceasing. We need to pray in a way that is so different than anything we have done before. The enemy is loose, friends. Not that he hasn't been loose for years. But now it seems as if... The rest of us are in hiding and evil has just run rampant. Many times people were strong and moral and good and prayed, or at least they tried. They were able to resist the tactics of the enemy. What about now? Now morals have been loosened. They've been undermined. They've been challenged. And those who were strong or grew up with good, strong morals are turning their back on God. Why? Because enough doubt has been put there. Is there really a God? Why do you believe? Why can't you just do whatever you want? Friends, that is the road most traveled, and we need to be on the road less traveled. People who don't know what it truly means to love the Lord feel that Christianity is a burden and it's too heavy. I agree when you carry the load on your own, it is heavy. But we're not carrying our burdens. Our burdens are not our own. I'm not trying to do it all. And whenever I do try to do it all, 
I find that I fail miserably. I become depressed and despondent and feel like I just can't do this, Lord. Well, in those times, we have to turn back and say, Lord, you have won the battle. It's not for me to win. You have already won it. And I just need to have the faith that you are there for us. It is not our faith that makes us strong. It is God who makes us strong working in our lives, and he can give us more faith. Remember, friends, that's a a prayer he will answer. The mission from God is to stay the course, to learn, to pray, to spend time in communication, and most of all, to allow the love of God that none of us deserve, but he freely gives to fill us with every good thing. Let's pray. My God, you are so worthy of my love and my praise, and I know you love me more than I can possibly understand by the virtue of the fact that I am living. Dear Lord, you know all the things in my heart. You know the state of the world. You know the state of our lives and the state of those who want to love and serve you. Please help me, my God, to allow more of you and less of me. Help me to put you first. Allow me to share the good news, not to hide the light, your light under a bushel. I pray specifically for the following prayer intentions. And I pray this in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, a few minutes with God.com, and your podcast page on a few minutes with God podcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.